When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition and liftoff. Hello, space cadets, and welcome back to the Space News Pod, your daily source for space, science, and tech news. MIT and NASA engineers have invented a new way to build an airplane wing. It's assembled from tiny identical pieces, which this new wing could enable lighter, more energy-efficient aircraft designs. And the cool thing about this wing, it can change shape to control the plane's flight and could provide a significant boost in aircraft production, flight, and maintenance efficiency. So instead of using things like aerolons that normal aircraft use that control the roll and the pitch of the plane, uh, the new assembly system makes it possible to deform the whole wing or parts of it at a certain time And it does this by incorporating a mix of stiff and flexible components in its structure. And these tiny sub-assemblies, which are bolted together to form an open, lightweight lattice framework, are then covered with a thin layer of polymer material as the framework. And these new wings are much lighter, and they don't use as much energy. They're more energy efficient, and they're better than conventional wings, which are made from metal composites. And this new wing structure, it's comprised of thousands of tiny triangles. It's like match sticks. Like they're, they look like little match sticks. And it's composed mostly of empty space. And it forms a mechanical metamaterial that combines the structural stiffness of rubber and like a polymer and the extreme lightness and low density of an aerogel. And for each one of these phases of flight, takeoff and landing, cruising, maneuvering, and so on, Each has its own different set of optimal wing parameters. So a conventional wing is necessarily a compromise that is not optimized for any of these, and therefore it sacrifices efficiency. A wing that is constantly deformable and formable in different ways could provide a much better approximation of the best configuration for each one of these stages. So normal wings, they have motors, cables, heavy things to shift up the areolons and the such on the wings. But this new technology, well, they could do that, but they took it a step further. And the new system that they designed automatically responds to changes in its aerodynamic loading conditions by shifting its shape, sort of uh, self-adjusting passive wing reconfiguration process. These wings gain efficiency by matching the shape to the loads of different angles of attack and they're able to produce the exact same behavior you would do actively, like with the cables and such, Um, but they do it passively. And they accomplish this by a careful design of relative positions of struts with different amounts of flexibility or stiffness designed so that the wing or sections of it bend in specific ways in response to particular kinds of stress. They demonstrated this process a few years ago and they produced a wing about a meter long, comparable to the size of a typical remote-controlled model aircraft. But the new version, which is five times as long, 
it's comparable to the size of a wing of a real single-seater plane, and it could be easy to manufacture. So this version was assembled by a team of grad students, and this process is designed to be easily accomplished by a swarm of small, simple, autonomous assembly robots. The design and testing of the robotic assembly system will be the subject of an upcoming paper. And the individual parts for the previous wing were cut using a water jet system, and it took several minutes per part. But the new system uses injection molding with polyethylene resin in a 3D mold. It produces each part, essentially a hollow cube made up of matchstick-sized struts along each edge is 17 seconds, which brings it a long way closer to scalable production levels. And now that they have the manufacturing method, while there's an upfront investment in tooling, and once that's done, the parts are cheap. They have boxes and boxes, and they can continue to build them fast and reliably. And this research shows promise to reducing cost and increasing the performance for large, lightweight, stiff structures. So once they get this manufacturing process completely nailed down, they can use it for structural applications like wings, for airships, and they could also use it for space-based structures such as antennas, and possibly even in the future, they could be using this for large aircraft, such as, you know, something like a Boeing 747, a huge ship, right? So if it's possible, if it's structurally sound, which it seems it will be, uh, they'll be using it in the future as opposed to aerialons and cables, and they will be able to reduce the weight significantly, therefore cutting the cost of all the fuel as well. So that wing is pretty cool. This new wing thing is pretty cool. And now I'm going to get into a new segment that I like to call Kids Ask. And this new segment, it's where people on Twitter, Facebook, social media, wherever you're from, from Earth, space, wherever, send me a question, and I'll try to answer it as best as I can. And the first question comes from Mandy. And Mandy asks, what are Saturn's rings made of? Thank you for that question, Mandy. Now, I'm going to give you the short answer. Rocks and ice. Various sizes, from small things like a grain of sand to things that are huge. Size of a house, size of an apartment building. And these chunks of rock and ice are thought to be pieces of comets, asteroids, or even moons which were torn apart by... Saturn's gravity. So before they actually reached the planet, they get tugged by its gravity. They get churned around. And when they do that, they break apart. They hit each other. They collide. And when they collide, they make more and more dust, rock, and ice. Therefore, the rings around Saturn, they're in place because the gravity of Saturn. They're in orbit around Saturn. All these things, think of them as micro, 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 micro moons. <laughs> all the small grains of rock and ice and dust. Those things are all, they're not actual moons by the uh, scientific sense, but think of them as something like how our moon rotates around the Earth, how it travels around the Earth. That's what these things do as well. But you can see them because there's so many of them. There's a huge amount of them. There's billions billions and billions of pieces of ice, rock, and dust up there. And even though there's a lot of little things up there, the rings are about 240,000 miles wide. That's the distance from the Earth to the moon. 
but the rings are as little as 100 meters thick. That's 330 feet thick. And they range from particles to the size of a bus or a house, of course. And scientists think they are icy snowballs or ice-covered rocks. And But there's a lot of rings. It's not just one big ring around Saturn. There's about 500 to 1,000. And there's gaps between these rings. If you have a telescope, you can actually see this, the rings of Saturn. And if you have a powerful telescope, you can see the gaps between the rings. And when you see them from an Earth telescope, they look like they're perfect circles. But they're actually bent. And the bend in them is caused by the pull of gravity from the nearby moons. And the rings also contain spokes produced as very fine dust particles floating around the rings uh, that get attracted by static electricity and are pulled up above the rings. So they're not flat circles that are orbiting Saturn. They do orbit and they do move and they're constantly moving around. So they're constantly smashing into each other, constantly forming bigger things. So some of the dust in the rings attracts to some of the ice. That dust and the ice combine and then it makes a bigger thing. And then that thing might crash into something else. It makes a bunch of smaller things. So that happens all the times in the rings. And you may ask, how old are the rings? Well, at the beginning of scientific studies of Saturn, they were thought to be as old as our solar system. And then scientists came up with the idea that the ice in the rings should be far dirtier than if it was, uh, you know, four billion years old. And they moved the estimated age of the rings because of this to tens of millions of years ago. But when the Cassini spacecraft sent back the clearest images of Saturn's rings, scientists said the original estimate may have been correct. And they believe it's likely that the ring particles were recycled over 4 billion years, that they will continue to exist long into the future. So what I was saying before about the, the things colliding with other things, that's one of the reasons why they didn't look so dirty, because it's always evolving in the uh, rings of Saturn. So I hope that helped, Mandy. If you have any more questions about the solar system, space, technology, science, anything, make sure to tweet me at Space News Pod. And you can also ask on Facebook at Space News Pod. And uh, you can go to our website, spacenewspodcast.com. And before I go for the day, I want to say thank you to everyone on Patreon for helping me out. I just got um, some soundproofing foam for the studio today. Thank you so much with your contributions. That's how I did it. So I hope this episode sounds a little bit better. I think it does. I listened to it back and I listened to portions of old episodes. Um, so let me know what you think. I'm going to get some more. So everything that you guys put into this pod, I give back to it. Every time somebody helps out with Patreon, then I put that money straight back into the podcast. Whether I plan on buying a new microphone, they're expensive. So I have to save up a little bit for that, but also more soundproofing, um, more editing, software more equipment you know better stuff anyway enough of that thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to spend it here with me on the space news pod my name is will thank you so much for listening and i will see you soon